1: John Malcolm is Vice President of the Institute for Constitutional Government and Director of the Mies Center for Legal and Judicial Studies at the Heritage Foundation. Yesterday, big announcement from President Donald Trump. Judge Kavanaugh has impeccable credentials, unsurpassed qualifications, and a proven commitment to equal justice under the law. A graduate of Yale College and Yale Law School Judge Kavanaugh currently teaches at Harvard, Yale, and Georgetown. Throughout legal circles, he is considered a judge's judge, a true thought leader among his peers. He is a brilliant jurist with a clear and effective writing style, universally regarded as one of the finest and sharpest legal minds of our time. So, John, did he read any of those uh, fantastic pieces of writing that that uh, he has had over the last 12 years on the bench?
0: <laughs> well, if he hasn't, and I assume he actually has, certainly his White House counsel, Don McGahn, and series of outstanding advisors have, have read them all. Uh, and I agree with everything the president said. I was there in the East Room last night when the announcement was made, uh, and I think that Brett Kavanaugh is the complete package who will, who will be confirmed, as he ought to be.
1: I like this pick. I, I thought it was going to be uh, Amy Barrett uh Most of the day yesterday, as I was talking about my projections for the pick and I think that would have been a bold name for the president to have uh to have made to have nominated uh but i think i think, think uh, brett Calvin, john is a is a great pick and a safe pick uh as we head into the midterm elections
0: yeah i don't know whether he's a safe pick or not he has an extensive Uh, Record. He he, he clerked for Anthony Kennedy. He worked in the Office of Independent Counsel under Ken Starr. Was one of the principal authors of the Starr Report. And then he worked for five years in the Bush White House. So there'll be an extensive paper trail there. And he's written over 300 opinions as a D.C. Circuit uh, judge. But you know he is. An outstanding uh, scholar and judge and well-respected by academics and judges across the political spectrum around the country. Amy Coney Barrett, uh, I, I'm sure would have done an outstanding job as well. Her time may still come. She has had a distinguished academic career, but she's only been a judge for about eight months and has only authored, I think it's eight or nine uh, opinions. So, you know, in, another year or two uh, on the bench and there may be another vacancy and, and you may still see a Justice
1: Barrett one of these days. You know, the, the, the odd thing is in 20- 2018, if you write too much, if you have too many decisions under your belt, that's that's not necessarily a good thing. So so that's why I kind of thought that, okay, we'll, we'll go with Amy Coney Barrett, and, and there's not much of a history there that, that she can be asked about in, in the confirmation hearings, uh, although uh, it certainly would have been a, a tough road for her as well.
0: Yeah, you know, look, there are different approaches to confirmation fights. I think that any of the four finalists, and for that matter, you could have added Amul Thapar and Joan Larson uh, to that list, would be outstanding Supreme Court, uh, Supreme is, is court the, justice.
1: If there's another vacancy on the high court, do you think uh, the Trump administration will screw around with Hardiman again? They keep, uh, they keep screwing that guy over. <laughs> well, oh, Tom we Harden, we, we, lo- the- we we love Hardiman. He's the best. He's a great guy. Uh, are you going to name? No, we're not going to name him. But he's a great guy twice now that's happened Hardiman. He is a prince
0: of a guy, and he's been a very distinguished judge since 2003. I happen to like Tom Hardiman a lot. The opinions that he's written are are very solid. He has not had the opportunity on the Third Circuit uh, to deal with some of the more hot-button issues that are of interest to this administration, as Brett Kavanaugh has on the D.C. Circuit. Uh, But, you know, if Tom Hardiman is ultimately selected, perhaps a third time might be the charm. He would do an outstanding job on the Supreme Court.
1: John, do you think that uh, this this nomination of, of Brett kavanaugh was one more dig at hillary clinton since he did work on the uh on the Starr investigation
0: gosh i that had not occurred to me uh you know there are many reasons to put brett kavanaugh uh, on the court taking another dig at, at uh, hillary clinton i don't think would necessarily <laughs> be one of them uh you know uh but uh it will certainly raise the ire of a number of Democrats. It certainly did when Brett Kavanaugh was originally confirmed in 2006. Uh, you know, Chuck Schumer went after him with everything he had huh. at the time. Shut. and He will certainly be doing it again this time around.
1: <laughs> Wait, you think Schumer is going to go after him? Huh?
0: <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> How weird.
1: Uh, so let's look at Kavanaugh. What can you tell us about him? He seems to be a very business-friendly judge, at least uh, based on some of his uh, rulings on consumer issues from uh, the D.C. Circuit.
0: Well, he is a committed textualist and an originalist. He believes uh, very much in separation of powers and robust executive authority under Article Two of the Constitution. He has expressed a lot of skepticism towards what referred to, refer to as chevron deference that is uh, the case that established the principle that courts should show excessive deference in my opinion to executive branch agencies when it comes to interpreting arguably ambiguous uh, laws. I don't know that that makes him more business friendly or not. It's an approach to judging that uh, I happen to admire. Uh, And one thing you will get out of him is certainty, because he will apply the laws as they are written, whether they are the statutory laws or the federal constitution. He will not be importing his own personal or political biases uh, into the law. And that kind of certainty, I suppose, is good for business, but it's good for the country,
1: too. Well, I do know that the White House immediately put out a one sheet promoting all of his uh, pro-business rulings, and that he, as a judge, he had uh, overruled federal agencies something like 75 times either. Lots. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say that's pretty uh, pro-business uh, as a judge. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we have far too many regulations in this country as it is. So anything that we could do to make it easier for, for businesses to operate without doing harm to the country or to their communities, I think is a good thing.
0: Yeah, I think it's fair to say that, that Judge Kavanaugh is very skeptical of agencies that stray beyond their statutory mandate and attempt to regulate uh, you know, businesses and individuals, for that matter, beyond uh, you know the delegation that they've been properly given by Congress. So that, that's a very fair statement, and he has uh, issued opinions uh, against administrative agencies on dozens of occasions, and he's written several dissents in cases in which a majority of the court upheld what the agency he was doing so. He is certainly skeptical about excessive agency power.
1: John, were you involved at all in, in vetting the president's list of 25 names uh, that he that he first announced while he was a, a candidate? Are are you involved in that process of the vetting of these guys at all?
0: Yeah, to this degree. So about a month after Justice Scalia died, I wrote uh, a an article on behalf of the Heritage Foundation that said, look, here's a non-exclusive list of eight people whom I think would be superb Supreme Court justices. Brett Kavanaugh is on that list. Seven of the eight names that were on my list are on the president's list, and the president very kindly gave credit to the Heritage Foundation, to me, uh, and to other groups like the Federalist Society for helping to inform his thinking. So I was involved uh, to that extent, and I'm, I'm glad I was able to help. I think his list of 25 uh, individuals uh, is outstanding, and his first pick, Neil Gorsuch, who has been fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a very solid list. I mean, it's part of the reason why uh, I decided to vote for President Trump, d- despite some of the other problems that I, that I have with him as as a candidate, as a man. It was it was all about the Supreme Court for me at the you end of the a day. Of other yep, uh, you and a lot of
0: other people. Yep, you and a lot of other people. There were a lot of people that went into the polling booth that said that the direction of the Supreme Court uh, was was topmost in their mind, particularly in light of the fact that, that Justice Scalia had died. Uh, and of those people who pulled their lever for that reason, most of them voted for Donald Trump.
1: So was there a backroom deal between Anthony Kennedy and and, and Donald Trump? To name Brett Kavanaugh if he stepped down when he did,
0: I'd be very surprised if that were so. I, of course, wasn't uh, wasn't in the room when it happened, so to speak. But I, uh, it would seem to me a very bizarre uh, kind of deal. I'm not aware. I'm sure the Supreme Court justices have discussions, perhaps on the QT with presidents, but not certainly not any kind of a quid pro quo. Like if you name this person, <laughs> then I will, uh, you know, resign. I, you know, I, that's. I, I just—I'd be shocked if that happens. I, I have no idea whether it happened or not, but I would be very, very surprised. If so
1: you—you you also don't think that uh, Donald Trump paid off Anthony Kennedy to step down? Those are some of the stories going <laughs> around.
0: Well, If all of a sudden he gets a penthouse in the Trump Hotel, then <laughs> then perhaps questions <laughs> will be asked. But I don't think so. <laughs>
1: then, then maybe it's something to look at. I—I I, I don't know. Uh, so, we're talking with John Malcolm, uh, VP of the Institute for Constitutional Government uh, and, and uh, Judicial Studies. Uh, Heritage Foundation, uh, what can you tell us uh, about Brett Kavanaugh's position on on uh, stare decisis, a term that everybody seems to suddenly know about, uh, about uh, upstanding and upholding legal precedent that's already been set by the Supreme Court? Democrats are, are all concerned about what's going to happen in Roe v. Wade, whether or not that's going to be overturned and whether or not uh, abortion could be illegal now in, in some 22 states if, if the new makeup of the court decides to revisit that decision.
0: Yeah, so every senator wants uh, a Supreme Court justice to be fair and independent minded except for they want a commitment ahead of time that the justice will support whatever position that senator happens to like, whether it's gun rights on the right or abortion uh, on uh, on the left. The uh, the Democrats have been uh, using abortion as a scare tactic for a long time now. They have been predicting Roe's demise uh, ever since the nomination of Sandra Day O'Connor. Uh, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen with Roe versus Wade. There is at the moment only one Supreme court justice that one being clarence thomas who is on record as saying that roe versus wade should be revisited and reversed i do not sense that the justices have any huge uh you know anticipation let's not let's wade. not I'm
1: rush out to time. to step on that third rail anytime soon it's, it's got to be what yeah. they're thinking
0: yeah, but look, I, I think that, uh, that the Democrats are going to throw a lot of mud on the wall trying to make something stick to Brett Kavanaugh. It's going to be tough to do. And perhaps they think that their best tactic may be to try to persuade Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski, whose admiration for Roe versus Wade is well known, to vote against the nominee. And I just don't think it's going to work at the end of the day. I All right, John, Brett I got Kavanaugh uh, is Not going to make those kinds of commitments.
1: I, I, I'm almost out of time here, but since you mentioned uh, 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 Collins and McCaskill. Uh, and, uh, let's go through some of these, Yeah, let's go through some of these, uh, and, and see whether or not, uh, the GOP is starting with, you know, minus seven on the board, because I, I don't expect John McCain to show up for vote, to, to, to for this vote. Uh, Jeff Flake, which way does he go on this?
0: Now look, I, I think that at the end of the day, all of the Republicans are going to vote for, Brett Kavanaugh. You're right. John McCain's not there, but if all the Republicans vote for Brett Kavanaugh, you get 51 senators. And frankly, if all the Republicans are going to vote for Brett Kavanaugh, then you will probably get a few Democrats who are running for re-election in Trump country, like Manchin and Hyde Camp and Joe Donnelly, that they may vote for Brett Kavanaugh too. So it's going to be a close vote, but I predict that at the end of the day, he will end up being confirmed and be an outstanding associate justice.
1: Yeah, I've got on my board and in my war room, I've got Corker and Cotton voting yes, as well as uh, Donnelly, Manchin, Hyde Camp, and Murkowski. So we'll see if that that turns out to be true we'll see (laughs) john malcolm thanks for your time and appreciate catching up with you good to be with you amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically
0: designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development